I'm Shivani Gupta and welcome to the Ask Shivani Podcast. I believe that one of the best presents that you can give yourself is time to be able to sit down and ask yourself some questions. I believe that the quality of the questions that you ask yourself will determine the quality of your life. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Ask Shivani podcast. I'm so excited about having Bridget Esselmont here with us today. Um, she is an intuitive business strategist, entrepreneur, mentor, and published author. I had an opportunity to meet with her almost three years ago through EO, or Entrepreneurs' Organisation, that we're both members of. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about uh, Bridget. She's the founder of Biddy Tarot, um, and I guess she took that love that she had for tarot into this abundant seven-figure business. Um, she employs 30 people and serves over, get this, 14 million tarot lovers every year. And prior to that, she also had a career that was long-spanning over 15 years as a management and HR consultant working with Australia's top companies. She's been featured in a bunch of stuff, including the Huffington Post, The Body and Soul, The Bo Mind, Body, Green, Refinery29, The Oprah Magazine, and the list goes on. Uh, also, she's appeared on live audiences across the US and Australia. She's got a master's degree in HR and is a master practitioner in NLP or neuro-linguistic programming and hypnosis. And when she's not coaching or teaching or flipping tarot cards, she loves spending time with her two daughters and husband on the Sunshine Coast. Welcome, Bridget. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's so lovely to, um, to have you. And Bridget, you know, everybody gets to this point that you have to in terms of your journey, and I know everybody talks about it, but I'm always fascinated by the, the massive highs and the massive lows, you know, because they're those transformational moments that form us into who we are. So tell, um, tell me and tell our audience a little bit about your journey, what's got you here, and I guess some of those highlights and lowlights that have occurred so far. Yeah, so it's it's. I think it's always good to cover those highs and lows, isn't it? Because oftentimes what you see on the front is just like the high and look at me, wow, everything's amazing. But really, we know that the journey is um, full of, you know, little bumps and wobbles and so on. So I think for me, my first like real big high was 2012. And that was the year that I finally left my corporate job and I decided to be a tarot reader online. And I can tell you, everyone thought I was insane. Like, why would you leave a, you know, secure corporate job and go and read tarot? Like, that was very odd. But I knew, like, in my heart and my intuition was telling me so strongly that this was the path for me. And I knew that, you know, I'd really loved my corporate career. But at those last few years, I was just so disengaged and disconnected and I knew I had to do something more and more meaningful with more purpose. So that, you know, August 2012 saying goodbye to corporate land and hello to tarot woo spiritual land <laughs> was um, a huge turning point for me. Um, and really between like 2012 and 2018, that's when I was really growing the business, adding different online courses, books and so on, building out the team. Uh, by 2018, though, I feel like I got to a point where the growth of the business had had plateaued. So I think we were about one and a half million in revenue at that point and it started to plateau. And I kind of looked around me, I thought, mm, do I have what it takes in my business um, and my resources and so on to really grow this like next level? And I realized that I didn't quite have the right sort of formula. 
And I decided at that point that that's when I wanted to grow quite significantly. So in a way that was a a high point, but also, you know, a point of like courage. Um, It takes a lot to go, okay, yeah, I could kind of sit here and be comfortable um, and, you know, highly profitable and, you know, everything feeling really great. But actually, no, I'm going to take the leap. I'm going to go, let's see if we can take this further into that next um, level. So what followed that quite quickly, 2019, the year of burnout. (laughs) So, you know, you make those decisions of like, yeah, let's go big. This is going to be amazing. Okay, I'm going to hire all these amazing people. I'm going to grow my team. I'm going to expand our product suite. And by 2019, the end of 2019, I was like just barely scraping through. Um, I remember sitting there in November. My husband was overseas somewhere for about three weeks and I was sick with the cold. I was looking after my kids and I had two or three key team members resign. And I remember just sobbing on a Zoom chat with one of my team, just going, I don't know what to do. And it was like I was a mess. So um, thankfully that's when I had about six or seven weeks of time off over December, January, and I needed that so very much um, because that was pretty, uh, that was intense. Um, And I think, you know, like I'd love to be able to say, oh, and then my life turned around. It was 2020, (laughs) but it was 2020. Um, And look, I am very grateful because for us, Biddy Tarot, the pandemic hasn't had um, a significantly negative impact for us. Um, We're all online. We have a virtual team um, and our products and programs are geared towards personal development and growth. So it was actually something that could support the community and we could support ourselves during that time. So thankfully 2020 doesn't actually come up on my little list of um, the lows, but you know, now here we are in 2021 and having made that decision to really grow, you know, there's that discomfort of growth that we are experiencing. The teams expanded, but also the costs expand. And then, you know, we were kind of like waiting for that extra lift into like, like burst through your next layer of skin, just like a snake does, you know, getting through into that next layer of skin. And I've got to say, like, this year has been hard. It's been exciting and challenging, but it's also been hard in a good way and uncomfortable. And I I am super grateful for it because it means I'm learning so much more about myself. I'm becoming a better leader. I'm learning so much more about how to run a business. Um, So many things are coming together. But it's not one of those Instagram, like, pretty moments of, like, (laughs) look at me. I'm living the high life, you know, it's like, no, this is actually hard work. I've got to stay really grounded and really focused. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the highlights. That's that's a great, great update. And also I think I loved your analogy of the, you know, the snake shedding its skin because that's what it feels like, doesn't it? When you're going through these major transformational moments, but shedding that skin is painful. Like there's always some pain involved in, shedding it and then there's you know waiting for the new skin to form (laughs) that takes a while too yes and what's really interesting about the snake um is it goes blind before it sheds its skin 
And sometimes we have to go through those like periods of darkness or not knowing or uncertainty. You know that you're getting like you're outgrowing your current model or whatever you're in, um, but you don't really know what it is you're growing into. And so I also think of like the snake's got to like, you know, kind of wedge itself to get out of this skin and like it's not a comfortable journey and then they're so vulnerable afterwards um, because they're so like soft fresh and shiny and you know they're still just getting their sight back so I, I yeah I really do tune into the snake um, analogy and I've got to tell you like right now I have snake skins all over my um, office because I connect with it so much about our transformational journey Oh, that's beautiful. I didn't even know that. I just really resonated with when you were speaking about, about that going, yeah, I can so relate to that yeah. um, because it does feel like that. It's that discomfort of going through that. And so, Bridget, when you go through all these different challenges, like <clears throat> some people when they go through challenges, you know, they have like a system or a process or a ritual. And some of those are for little challenges, sometimes it's for bigger challenges, sometimes it's just how people approach things. Like do you have a way that you do stuff I know um, in your introduction I'll speak about that you know do you do tarot do you do do you sit do you like do you know, what sort of processes do you have when stuff comes at you like even growing or going through the pandemic last year and you know it's great that your business wasn't as greatly affected as some of the people I've interviewed and so tell me a bit about like what happens in your process or your mind or how you go about navigating challenges that come your way well, we'll do real talk because I can tell you one of my systems is stress and overwhelm. I'd love to tell you that like everything was like, oh, I just start meditating and it's all fine. It's not, you know, like I, I definitely do stress and overwhelm and I know when it's coming up because I start to like I, I tidy the house. I start like throwing things out. I get very particular. I just want order and control everywhere. And that's a sign and indicator to me that I'm actually feeling out of control in, in other areas. So um, I do find that level of self-awareness is actually very good and see knowing what my little red lights, yellow lights are of when I'm feeling off balance. And when I'm more in a constructive um mind state or you know I can get myself a little bit more grounded the things that I do use is um, definitely meditation and visualization and it's funny because I can go like I can go a week or two of stressing and worrying and all of this stuff and I think I don't even have time to meditate I've got too much to worry about right and then I finally go okay come on Bridget just sit down do it just it's like you know find something 10 minutes do it for 10 minutes I get to the other side I'm like oh my goodness I've got all of the insight that I need in 10 minutes why didn't I do this earlier so I have found that just the technique for me that I like to use is I just go into meditation I relax I breathe I ground myself almost like a giant cord taking from me down into the earth um, and I let that mind that monkey mind just chatter away um, and say whatever it needs to say and then I go, okay, great, thanks. And it goes. And then I move up into my higher mind. And from that place, I just say, all right, higher mind, just help me, help me just understand what's going on. What answers do I need? And then I'm silent. And then for me, what happens is I play, it looks like a movie playing. So something just starts, you know, maybe I see a symbol and then that starts to form into something else. And it may not make sense at the time, but by the end of that meditation period, 
I have a whole different state of mind about the problem. Um, and then that uh, movie, I guess, in my mind starts to help me put the pieces together. So in the practical life, I can then start to find that solution. So I find that helps a lot. And of course, I can't go without saying like the tarot cards because I do use those a lot. Um, and for me, it's just a one card pull. It's the act of just having five minutes to tune in and go, all right, how am I feeling? What's really going on here? Like what's happening in my subconscious mind, not just all the stuff that goes on in the conscious. Um, and then, you know, even might be journaling about what I've seen in that card and just letting those thoughts process. And so I know that when I do those two things, tarot and meditation, I'm in a much better space um, and it helps me move through that sort of stress and overwhelm in a lot more effective way. Yeah, I love that bit of the, med the meditation. I can so relate to that. Or, you know, I'll start to meditate and the kids come in and I'll be like, I'm meditating. <laughs> Give me 10 minutes. And then I go, um, kind of defeats the purpose, the way that you're speaking to your own children right now. Um, and that's great. And just that notion of tuning in, right, because we've got those answers and um, just, yeah, tuning into your own wisdom. That's great. What about, like, you've achieved so much. When I look at, you know, there are businesses that go for two, two decades, Bridget, and they don't achieve what you've achieved since you sort of left the corporate world and started up your own business. When you look at the future, I know you've spoken about growth a little bit, um, but when you look at the future, um, what are the other aspirations that you have? And again, they might be business, they might be personal. What are some of the things that you go, I, I still really want to get to that? And again, they might be medium term or long term. Um, you know, talk, talk me through some of the things that you still want to get to or learn or do in the future. Yeah. So in the context of Biddy Tarot, uh, my vision is to bring tarot into the mainstream, just like yoga and meditation have um, done over the last 20, 30 years. I really see a place for tarot for helping us connect more with our inner wisdom and also to empower ourselves to know that like the answers already sit within. Uh, we don't have to keep looking outside of ourselves constantly, hoping that someone's going to tell us what to do or, you know, who to be. Like all of that is stored within ourselves. And for me, tarot is one tool of many um, that can really help you bring back that, uh, yeah, reclaim your power and bring back that sense of awareness that you actually have the answers. Um, and, you know, when you finally realise that or when you have an experience of that, like that is just so, oh, energising because you're like, oh, great, all of this energy that I've been putting out, I actually don't need to do that anymore if I just bring it in. It's just like, you know, stress for three weeks or meditate for 10 minutes, you choose. <laughs> um, so that's kind of big, broad concept, uh, bringing tarot into the mainstream. That's my vision. And uh, I really want to be able to create a platform, which I call the Biddyverse, <laughs> which is that space where we are teaching um, tarot students, we are certifying them, we're giving them a platform so that they can share their readings, start reading for others, get paid for what they do, but also start to shift the way that people see tarot. Because I bet, you know, many of the listeners, if you've had a tarot reading before, you probably go, oh yeah, they predicted my future. It was right. It was wrong, whatever it might be. That's not how we do tarot. And I really see tarot as that coaching, intuitive coaching tool, empowerment tool. <clears throat> so I would love to see our, you know, students out there having an impact, getting an income for themselves, but also having that ripple effect 
uh, on the community by sharing this whole new vision of what tarot really is. So that's kind of my big, bigger vision. And then personally, I get really lit up by um, intuitive entrepreneurship. So how can we use our inner wisdom and our intuition to grow our businesses in a very ecological and sustainable way? I think it's a massive superpower when we can bring together intuition and strategy um, to create our businesses. Because I know a business with just intuition is a bit wishy-washy and just with strategy might get a bit like hard-edged and, you know, disconnected. But when you bring those two together, what it feels like is just being completely in the flow and things just happening or being attracted or coming to you in such an easy and natural way. So that's how I've been running Biddy Tarot. And uh, I imagine, you know, I, I do some coaching now, but I imagine there's something a lot more that will flow out of that um, space as well. That's beautiful. I also love the fact that it's that combination of the thing. I'm just going to go off tracky for a sec. So a lot of people I've come across in the last year particularly have been speaking a lot about gut and using your gut to make decisions. And, you know, the gut's your second brain and some of the research that's coming out of that. Do you call that intuition? So do you call that gut feel that, you know, that because a lot of people are calling that gut feel or that intuition, do you call that or do you think it's beyond that? Um, I'm just curious mm-hmm. because I've been having so many interesting conversations with people about it. Yeah, it's a great question because I've often seen like when uh, the word intuition is used in business and entrepreneurship, it's often a bit more of the safe slash scientific version. And the way I see that is, you know, we're constantly bringing in thousands and thousands of bits of information every second, right? Thousands, even more like with our phones and whatever. Um, And our conscious mind just simply can't process it all. So a lot of it gets stored back into the subconscious mind. Now, when you say that someone's using their intuition in work, sometimes it may mean that they've had so many years experience that they now no longer have to process things from the conscious, but they can access the subconscious. And so all of those data and information are going in and one can easily just tap onto that without having to think or process it. So that's kind of one level of intuition. And I think that's a great level of intuition. It's easy for people to understand and kind of buy into. Then there's the woo version of intuition. <laughs> and you get to you know, <laughs> And for me, like I I strongly believe, like, oh, let's see how we go here. But you know, we're in kind of this whole like multi-dimensional matrix of information and knowledge and divine wisdom. Um, it's stored within ourselves, it's stored around us. And when we can really tap into intuition on a very deep level, we can tap into not only our inner wisdom, but this kind of collective or universal wisdom. And this universal wisdom, in my belief, extends way beyond like physicality. It it extends beyond time. You know, you can be kind of time traveling in a way through um, this knowledge system. Um, And so for me, like intuition is tapping into that much bigger space which gives you so much more information and that deep knowingness you know even like even to kind of bring it down into tangible terms that idea of like oh well what's my soul's mission like that's kind of in this big vortex of information but if we can just tap into that and go okay what is it that I'm here to do in this lifetime how can I make an impact how can I be of service we are already tapping into that collective 
wisdom and we're contributing to it as well. Um, so I hope <laughs> I've probably gone a little bit too far out, but you asked the question, so here we Absolutely. are. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I remember probably the first time I was exposed to that concept was it was about 17, 18 years ago when um, this documentary film came out called What the Bleep Do We Know? And I remember when that first came out and that introduction to quantum physics for me, I know it's been around for a lot longer than that, and just sitting there and I went, that was interesting. So I kind of went back to watch the movie like three times, I think, because the concepts were so big around that. So that's really interesting that there's different levels of it. Um, and it depends on the fact that people are now starting to at least access that first level and maybe that there's that, that bigger stuff to, to access as well. And Bridget, because you give so much of you away, like you've got a big team to manage, you know, 30 people, you're helping millions of people around the world. What are some of the things that you do to manage you, your wellness, your rituals? You know, some people have rituals daily. I know we've talked a little bit about meditation. Some people do stuff weekly or monthly or yearly. Like what are some of the things that you go, you know, there's some of the things I need to, you know, keep myself well so I can continue to serve others? Mm. Well, again, I wish I could tell you I have this hour-long morning ritual that I do every day. I do not. <laughs> I'm normal. I'm human. <laughs> um, but some of the things that do nourish me, I find just being down at the beach and getting into the water is extremely calming and grounding for me. So I, I know if I've had a big week, just getting down to the beach to walk is great. Um, I also have really gotten into basket weaving in the last couple of years and I absolutely love it because it's about connecting, like you go and find like your materials on the land. We're on five acres here. We have access to so much plant material. Um, you know, if it's like banana bark from the banana trees or um, lamandra, all of the things, and you're sort of like collecting and you're getting into this nice tangible space and then weaving the baskets, um, this repetitive motion and knowing that you can, for me, knowing that I can create something out of nothing is huge. And I just love that feeling of being able to manifest a, a physical thing. So that is great for me because it just, it's slow. It takes a lot of time. It, it's nothing fancy at the end, um, but that's exactly what I need to try and bring my energy back into my body and into like the present moment. Yeah, that's that's gorgeous, isn't it? In terms of that ritual, so do you do you take some time out like once a week? Like, how often do you do that to ground in, or is it something that you're going? Look, I just want to make more and more of that part of my practice because you know I love the way that you said that it brings you back into your body. Yeah, I found to be honest, if I have a set schedule or an expectation, I'll do something each week. It actually starts to stress me out. <laughs> And I get the guilt. Oh, I haven't done it this week. Oh, right. So I'm finding I need to be a bit more like, what do I really feel called to do right now? And so, for example, like in my work week, I have uh, Mondays are like a strategy day, but then Thursdays are flexi days. And those flexi days are really about like, what do I want to do today? If I feel called to work, great, I'll work. If I feel called to tidy the house, make a basket, go for a walk, whatever it is, you know, it's it's having that level of freedom and flexibility that matters most for me. Yeah, gorgeous. And Bridget, if people want to follow you, look at your work, maybe, you know, there's somebody that's an aspiring tarot reader, 
maybe they go, oh, wow, I really like what she's got to say. How do we, what's the best way to find you and people could follow you? Yeah, thank you. Um, so come on over to biddytarot.com and even if just something tiny in you has sparked some interest or curiosity, just go to biddytarot.com. Don't worry, you haven't turned into a tarot reader straight away, but go have a look because I think, you know, the wonderful thing with tarot is it just, it sparks something new. We think it's something, but it's actually something else. And I think you'll really find that when you come over to our site. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at Biddy Tarot. Um, if you are a little bit more interested in the intuitive entrepreneurship side of things, you can head over to Bridget.me and I spell my name like Digit, so B-R-I-G-I-T dot me, uh, and you can find out a little bit more there as well. That sounds fantastic. Bridget, I could talk to you all day. Um, I just so want to thank you for coming on and I just think um, it's amazing. I remember the first time I met you, I was like, wow, this is so cool that you've taken what I thought, you know, existed in very, very small forms into this amazing, extraordinary business and such a good example of somebody that's taken a love for something and actually, as you said, put some strategy around it and created a really uh, extraordinary business about it. Thank you for being on um, the podcast today. I really appreciate you. Oh, thank you, Shivani. I appreciate being here and everything that you're doing and putting out into the world. It's beautiful. I'm Shivani Gupta, and you've been listening to the Ask Shivani podcast, where I got to ask some questions. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow Ask Shivani on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And if you haven't done so, please go to the Apple podcast and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It would mean a lot. Thank you.